Hello everyone, 7 Investing CEO Simon Erickson here, and thank you for listening to the 7 Investing Podcast. Our podcast is made possible by our subscribers, who allow us to empower you to invest in your future each and every month. In exchange, we give our subscribers exclusive access to our monthly stock market recommendations from each of our lead advisors. To support this podcast and join other 7 Investing fans in our exclusive subscribers forum, where we discuss the latest market moves in real time, go to 7investing.com slash subscribe to subscribe to 7investing today. We're here to empower you to invest in your future. We are 7investing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7investing podcast. I'm JT Street from the 7investing marketing team, and I am joined here today by 7investing CEO and lead advisor, Simon Erickson. We're going to have a fantastic discussion this morning. Simon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, JT. I'm highly caffeinated, excited to be here as always. Yeah, and you're going to need that caffeine today because we are going to dive into some of the takeaways from the Climate Tech Conference, like we talked about last week, but getting into the weeds uh, a little bit, the nuclear weeds, uh, which sounds absolutely terrifying, but that's where we're going. We're going into the nuclear weeds and we are going to talk about SMRs. Now, my understanding, Simon, is that SMRs is not when someone talks very closely into the microphone in an almost whisper that is somehow like pleasing to the ear. That is correct. That is uh, these, this SMR stands for small modular reactor, which is the type of nuclear reactor out there. And what is the difference to this? When I think of nuclear reactors, I think of, you know, the Simpsons, honestly, because that's the generation that I'm from. So. How is a small uh, modular reactor different from, you know, a place where Homer works? That's the right question, right? Is, you know, the, the traditional nuclear reactors in this country are, are kind of like me, Jake. Uh, they are in their mid-40s as the average age. Uh, they are working all the time and they're kind of grumpy. And, and that's kind of the thing that we hear talent, right? Is, uh, you know, we've got these, these large nuclear reactors that are supplying base power. But again, like you said, it, it's been something that, it, it takes a long time. You know, you've got to do the permitting. You've got to get the regulatory stuff. It costs a ton of money, billions of dollars to do. But there is some advantages of them. And the biggest advantage of nuclear is that it is always on 24-7. It's got a capacity factor of 93%, which means that at design output, power output, it's, it's, it's supplying about 93% of its designed output. And this is a huge advantage over solar, which is only producing power when the sun's shining on it or wind farms, which are only uh, providing power when the wind is blowing. And so nuclear has been kind of looked at as one of these options that America might have uh, for its renewable energy future. But like you said, we've got to do something about these large, grumpy, you know, aging, very expensive nuclear plants. And so uh, small modular reactors is, is kind of one technology that's getting a lot of attention. So my understanding that is that the, the small modular reactor is about a third of the size of the, the old guard of, of nuclear reactor. Does, does that mean that it could be spun up and spun down um, and moved? Like, is it, is it small enough to be mobile? I mean, that's still third the size of a power plant, you know? They can be combined, right? So the modular part of this is that you can actually put multiple of them together depending on the size of the system that you want to have. Uh, and so this is kind of really useful because you can kind of size them accordingly, right? You don't have to build a giant nuclear plant in the middle of nowhere in Texas. You can actually put them closer to where the demand is, uh, which is kind of one of the advantages of it. 
These are the same nuclear reactors that have been used in submarines for a long time. Uh, they're already deployed in China right now. It's just the U.S. has been a little bit slower to embrace them for various reasons. Uh, but now, you know, as everyone's kind of seeing uh, funding provided by the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, kind of a push from utilities to develop new power production facilities, you know, it's kind of back on the table. This is kind of a, the, the revolution we've been waiting for in the nuclear weeds it hasn't happened for several decades. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like you said, there's a lot of push and pull when it comes to the word nuclear. And, and part of that is, is PR, which we have discussed before. But wh when I go to look at research for, for small modular reactors, I just Googled it. And the first thing I get is a video from the Institute for Energy Economics and Financial Analysis. And the title of that video is why SMRs are not a climate fix. And you click on the video and it's a Zoom link like this, and it's 55 minutes of what looks like five very well-meaning, um, you know, analysts who are about my parents' age talking about why nuclear is bad. And then immediately underneath that video is the International Energy Forum saying, SMRs making a big difference. So what from your research and from the, you know, the Climate Tech Forum is there, is there a, a way the wind is blowing and, and being captured and being used to make energy here that, that is prevailing at this point? Or is it really just still kind of a pitch battle for, for the idea of nuclear making a comeback? There's a couple of things to really keep in mind. The first is there's going to be a lot of winners out of this, right? We shouldn't frame it like what is going to win, solar or wind or nuclear. All of them are going to win. Right. The, the amount of energy demand in this country is going to double within the next decade and a half. And so to keep up with that, even though nuclear is only about 20 percent of total energy generation, excuse me, electricity generation in the United States today, it's still going to need to keep up. And we're going to need solar farms and we're going to need wind farms. All of these are going to be part of the energy equation. But another important thing to keep an eye on is, you know, when you're doing investments, we're still just moving electrons. You know, this is a commodity market. And so one of the biggest considerations is the levelized cost of energy. How cheaply can you produce this, all things considered? And unsubsidized, right? If you take out all of the government subsidies that are for several different types of power production, how much are they actually costing? And so right now, if you look at it, just in terms of the cost, you know, things that are giving emissions off, coal, gas, you know, natural gas, these are the lowest cost, uh, levelized cost of energy that, that we have available. But there's a large expectation that once you start uh, funding new technologies, sometimes with subsidies, sometimes just through efficiency and operations, the cost of them comes down. And nuclear is one that we actually have a pretty acceptable levelized cost of energy right now for large-scale nuclear. And the question is, can you get that lower into small modular reactor nuclear? The idea is if you can get to a cost of around 60 or $70 per megawatt hour that's provided for electricity generation, that's very acceptable for a return on investment for something that would be a capital project. And this is also much lower than a lot of solar PV and a lot of wind that's out there, right? Even large scale wind. Uh, but again, we're going through a learning curve. These costs are going to come down over time, uh, which is what most people that are, that are investing in renewable energy projects are expecting to see. Yeah. And you talked about it, you know, coal and other, you know, fossil fuel burning energy options being the cheapest, uh, just my soapbox. If those companies had to pay for the negative externalities of that, which right now they don't really, 
that would get a lot more expensive for them. But I'm just going to throw that out of the universe and see if it sticks. Um, I, talking about how nuclear is already a more financially attractive uh, proposition, if you can get through the regulatory hurdles, that's that's got to be why you're starting to see some some ears perk up from companies like Dow and Microsoft when it comes to using SMRs to fund these energy intensive projects, right? That's the other thing too, is, you know, we think of, of power production and energy generation. We just think of, oh, okay, there's a giant grid. Government's going to pay a lot of subsidies to get this, you know, more efficient and start developing these new types of power. But actually uh, industrial companies and corporations are also on their own, really interested in these new technologies as well. You just mentioned two of them, Dow Chemical and Microsoft, are both already considering SMRs uh, through development projects. Dow Chemical wants to use them for the Gulf Coast operations. Uh, one of the plants that I personally worked in to help pay for college, which it's got a special spot in my heart. Now, now it could be you know, powered by SMRs in the near future. And then, and then, of course, Microsoft has got data centers all across the world that it wants to have low-cost power as well. In fact, uh, there's a, you're going to talk about one of the companies right now, or in just in a minute here, that's actually winning some contracts to provide uh, nuclear power through SMRs to some of these cor corporations uh, for, for very similar applications like those we just mentioned. Well, let's dive into that. Let's talk about new scale. So that's a company that you've been looking at regarding SMRs. They, they are, uh, their ticker is SMR, if I'm not mistaken, right? So they are branding themselves as this solution for this particular type of, of problem. Um, what is it about new scale that is gaining interest from, from you and other people who are interested in the investing side of climate change? They're kind of the front runner right now when it comes to the design and the engineering for SMRs, at least in America. Uh, this is a company that's about 60% owned by Floor, right? The engineering and construction firm out there that is specifically focused on the SMR technology. And NewScale was the first company last year, last summer, was the first company to receive certification from the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. That's the NRC for, for the SMR design. And then they very shortly after that got its first municipal power contract. It was actually over in Utah to provide, you know, a contract um, in 2029. And then in addition to that, which is municipal, right, power development for a community uh, that's out there, they also won another commercial bid with a company called Standard Power up in uh, the Ohio region to provide uh, SMR power, nuclear power for data centers. A very, very large contract, again, in 2029 for that as well, JT. So this is kind of the front runner. You're actually seeing some contracts being signed. Um, for those noticing, 2029 is uh, still six years in the future. This is uh, not happening tomorrow. There's a lot of regulatory work that needs to be done. There's a lot of design work and engineering work and construction work and all these work workflows that need to happen before you actually start getting power out of these things. But you are starting to see progress, right? It's not just a pie in the sky pipe dream idea anymore. You're getting commercial customers saying, yep, acceptable price per, for, per, um, per megawatt hour that's provided. Um, let, let's go with SMRs and see if we can get these embedded. So pr pretty promising for anybody who's, who's looking at SMR and seeing the developments of the last, you know, year or, uh, or 15 months here. That's real interesting to me because I, you know, am a bit of a futurist. I like looking at what's on the horizon and there are so many of these really neat ideas where it's, oh yeah, you know, five years from now, it's going to happen five years from now. You know, oh yeah, if we just put a little, little energy into this five years, you know, 
on quantum computing. Oh, we had five years. Self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five years. Five years. Maybe 10. Maybe, maybe 10. You know, and, and to me, you know, small, you know, fusion was right. The, the big nuclear push where we're seeing, oh, wow, we, we've been able to successfully do fusion uh, twice, you know, <laughs> and in five years, it's going to be really exciting. Um, but, but as opposed to all those other, hey, in five years, this is going to be something where five years from now, the people who said that are going to be, yeah, oh yeah, just give us five more years. You know, this one in six more years, we're going to see a power plant. You know, we're going to see these things starting to go online and we're going to be able to actually judge for ourselves if they're effective or not. So I, I like that I can see a absolutely thesis verifying event within the 10 year time frame. So the long-term investor, that's something that is attractive to me where it's like, okay, you know, I am buying this. Why am I buying this stock? Every time I buy a stock, I like to know why I'm buying it, right? Like that's at least like the basic level of, of a thesis, right? And if you're not doing that, you should start. Um, and join seven investing because we give you theses, theses. That's um, right. Yeah. 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 We're like the Martin Luther of stock picking. Um, so you can, have a thesis and actually see it play out, it's in a fairly reasonable time frame. So that's that's one of the things I like about New Scale is that we're gonna have an event in 2029 where we get to see if all of this is right or not. There is a, you know, every industry is a little different, right? But you know, there is certainly a hype cycle element to the energy industry, right? You, you see these new technologies, whether you mentioned fusion, I mean, right now fusion is getting a lot of attention uh, because, you know, they're, they're thinking they're actually producing net positive energy out of it. You know, Sam Altman is, is kind of working uh, with some stuff behind the scenes and behind the curtain that he's really excited about for nuclear fusion. That's different than this nuclear fission, which we're talking about here with, with New Steel today. But I mean, things like this, you know, there's, there's excitement and there's headlines and there's disruptive potential for it. But then you've also got to clear regulations and you still got to get somebody to pay for it. And uh, en energy tends to be a, a very long time scale for, for new power production, you know, a 10, 15 year kind of time scale for new technologies to even get out there and, and be deployable and then actually start flipping the switch on where it's being used. But you are seeing progress. I mean, I think the point here is that if you're a patient investor and you want to get in super early, I mean, new scale is still, you know, what is it? A sub $500 million company. I haven't checked in a little while, but maybe 400, $500 million market cap. It's still very small. But you start thinking about it in terms of the size of these projects. Yes, you're going to have to wait half a decade to get them deployed. But they're also going to be really, really big projects. And everything that I saw at the Climate Tech Conference at MIT was there's a lot of support um, from the academic community, from the commercial community, from the government for SMRs right now. So this could certainly be a part of the energy mix as, you know, America is embracing renewable energy for the next decade. I, I think the two most important words uh, in that previous sentence were right now. And, and that's one of the things that would make me a little nervous about investing in something like nuclear right now is, yes, right now we're seeing some interest, right? We're seeing these projects. Now, those projects aren't going to go away. They're committed. That, that paper is signed. Like They're going to start building. That's happening. But I wonder, right now there's interest. What's going to happen in the next six years? Are, are we... Are we hopping on something that we think is going to be big, but then that ultimately gets eclipsed by fusion and then it winds up being a smattering of projects. And by the time this happens, 
you know, the next big thing has captivated everybody. And oh, by the way, that Syrian nuclear word is still there. You know, maybe, maybe we find something else, you know, maybe it's, it's Elon and, and giga farms and, and massive batteries, you know, or, or maybe it's, you know, a better kind of, of solar, you know, retention device so that they can still work at night with the, the energy they've gotten during the day. Um, what, what would you, what's your response to that? Uh, yeah. Why is it, uh, something like, where's the comfort level there? Uh, this is very, very far to the right on the uh, risk-reward continuum, right? This is an ultra-high risk idea, ultra-high potential reward uh, when you consider how early it is. Uh, don't don't go back the truck up on something that's not going to get deployed for six more years, right? A lot can happen, like you mentioned. And it's expensive. It costs a lot of capital. And you've got to get the regulatory stuff. And you've got to have a lot of things fall into place uh, for this to work out. But again, the upside, you know, this, this is this is the beauty of long-term investing. We're We're not looking at this quarter's earnings per share, or, you know, even this year's, you know, financial results, uh, most of the company's revenue right now is just through engineering and design kind of contracts. We haven't even really started building, you know, the reactors themselves that are getting deployed out there and then the power that's produced from, but, but there is a potential for that. And um, so far, so good as we're seeing the progress being made. But again, I, I think it's a good disclaimer, you know, uh, buyer beware, this is still a very high risk technology and a very high risk opportunity as far as new scales and investment. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let me ask you this, and, and, and we may not know because it is so far in, in the future and it is kind of, you know, hypothetical because even the first projects aren't going to be online for, you know, the next, you know, half a decade, but is New Scale's long-term like profit motive going to be just in fabrication and construction of these things, or are they also going to be making money off of the back end by, you know, creating the energy, maintaining the energy, uh, charging per, you know, kilowatt hour, uh, for companies once they install the plants, uh, because there is kind of a weird, like private, private partnership there where it's like, we're building you a reactor, Microsoft, good luck. You know, they're not going to, the Microsoft guys aren't going to man it. Right. So, so, so right now they're just doing the engineering and design, right? And actually the fabrication and the construction would be done by Fleur, which is why they have such an interest in this company and the majority ownership of it. Uh, from then they would, they would probably sell it to a power provider, uh, or, or manage the project directly for a, for a utility. Uh, it all depends on kind of the contracts and who the commercial customer is. And then of course you've got kind of the enterprise direct to the, the Dow chemicals or the Microsofts of the world. Uh, that would be for internal usage only. 
The other thing that's interesting, too, is the international potential for this. Uh, nuclear doesn't always translate overseas, right? It's got a national security interest in where we're shipping nuclear plants out there. You got to have the Secretary of Energy sign off on anything like that. But we have seen, um, you know, a, a contract with Romania. Romania has actually got a contract with New Scale to provide power over there for one of their power providers. Um, actually, the Biden administration has, has partially funded that. $275 million just to see, you know, to get this plant up and running, to start seeing some of the outcomes and how efficiently they can produce that. But when you kind of see these cooperation, you know, American, it's allies, Poland is really big on nuclear, Canada, a lot of places in the UK or Europe um, embrace this. You know, Europe, Europe is very big on nuclear power, of course. And uh, this could be kind of the next evolution of a better technology to get the, the cost per, uh, per output even lower. Yeah, I was going to say, New Scale might actually have more of a of success with its sales pitch in countries other than the U.S. Um, that are a little bit less nuclear averse than than we are, just sort of you know culturally. So that's interesting. Um, so again, just to recap, lots of uh, SMR talk, right? Both the actual small modular reactors and new scale of the company, with the ticker sign SMR. Uh, Interesting fission power play if you're looking into the nuclear space and possibly uh, six, 10 years down the line, a partial solution for the climate fix, uh, if not uh, the complete solution, according to some of the folks talking about it. I, I'm interested to see the dialogue six, 10 years from now, you know, when we're talking about this, do, is it still contested? Right. Or do these small reactors come online? They work great, you know, they, as advertised. And then, you know, people go, oh, well, that's that's not as scary. There's not the big water cooling tank that that haunts my dreams, you know, from Three Mile Island and Chernobyl. Like these these aren't so bad. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out, you know, around the time this uh, prognostication comes to maturity. Simon, anything else you'd like Absolutely. to add? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nim NIMBY, I mean, to address your last comment, not in my backyard, right? That's been one of the big things of don't put a nuclear power plant in my backyard. Don't put a small nuclear power plant in my backyard. I don't care if it's a third of the size. I mean, the same thing has been seen with, you know, wind farms and everything else. It's kind of been, you know, where, where are we going to put these things? Um, that, that's been kind of offsetting a lot of the renewable energy development. But, you know, if you got the right place, whether it's given it for the grid or whether it's small enough to give it for a, a commercial customer, um, small, small modular reactor has the right first word. It's small. It's not giant like the old ones used to be. And that's kind of one of the selling points of SMRs. That's right. It's less scary, although still high risk, high reward. So if you're looking for a high risk, high reward potential play in the energy space, consider looking at new sale energy. If you would like a lot more ideas, uh, like the one we just talked about, you should consider becoming a subscriber to seven investing. We give seven stock market recommendations each month to our subscriber uh, base. We give them deep dive recommendation uh, analysis. We, we show them the ins and outs of the company, kind of like we did here a little bit, just, just a taste. You know, our, our actual reports are much more in depth uh, for each of the companies we give out each month. We also do a monthly call where you can chat with our lead advisors live. Uh, we can also have a, 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 a forum community forum on our Discord server, where you can ping them with questions about any of the recommendations. It's a great place to really sink your teeth into these companies before you start to sink your money into them. So uh, 
come in and find us. You can try us for your first week for just a dollar by going to 7investing.com slash subscribe. For Simon Erickson, I'm JT Street. And thank you so much for listening to the 7 Investing Podcast, where we empower you to invest in your future.